I'm just going to imagine that Boris and Professor L are just hanging out somewhere with Zarephel and Crowley drinking an enormous amount of alcohol in the bookshop. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the final episode of the miniseries Chernobyl, Vichnaya Pamiat? 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 <laughs> Vichnaya Pamiat. That's as close as I'm going to get. It means, or translates, to memory eternal. This episode was written by Craig Mazine and directed by John Rick, premiered June 3rd of 2019, and I gave this one a 9.4 out of 10. We finally get the testimony, the trial, all of the events that led up to what happened. It ended so sad. I knew it was going to end sad. We began this series with a suicide, and yet I was still devastated and in my feelings but I think overall they did a wonderful job with this series telling the story I think that the in memoriam at the end was very touching to see those places that I probably will never go to and the haunting aspect of it as well so I am happy to have gotten the opportunity to review this so we begin Chernobyl day-to-day life before it all went to shit april 25th 1986 12 hours before the explosion lazy a is going into work we even see a cute moment of lulu and vasily holding a baby foman and lazy eye meet in the office and he discusses that promotions are coming down the line once the safety test is completed and he has a few people he's thinking about taking his position and lazy a states that he wants to be considered for foman's job this is to lay the groundwork for what lazy a's motivations are the rest of this entire episode victor comes in to tell them we can't do the test because uh they got a call that from a grid controller from key that tells them that they can't lower it for another 10 hours because they are over taxing their reactor i guess i'm not completely there on the science but that's close as i got what i do also recognize in the scene though is how foman gives instructions to lazy a and lazy a simply carries out what foman is doing which is odd since you have one who's supposed to be head of the nuclear plant but i feel like this is the issue with everything i got this person on my team because he just does what i want and he's supposed to be the one in charge and yet yeah it's just fucked up um (laughs) that he says well you know he's following all of my instructions it should be the other way around three years they've been trying to conduct this test I was like what and then when they oh the testimony had me and just I wanted to I don't know how anyone sitting in that jury stand did not honestly just pull out something and take these motherfuckers out I mean clearly I wouldn't want to get shot in return so that would have something to do with it but god i mean at least yell scream call some names i mean i would not have just been sitting there as calmly as some of those people were victor explains that it's not really a grid controller making this call it's someone up on high because it's quota time and high command has ordered it so time of year for police officers as well because like you'll go down a highway and 26 out of 30 days out of the year you know you might off and on to see a cop and then all of a sudden that last week of the of the month you'll see like 25 fucking cops pulling everybody over everybody because they hitting their quota 
instead of calling this test off uh, because running at half power is not great Foman doesn't think it'll cause stability issues and Dyatlov is that his name because I have to at least say it once because he's such an ass and I want people to know who's grave to spit on Vax Foman politically motivated of course by this promised or implied promotion Victor says, well, that's 10 hours. We're going to do this later on. I'm going home. That's where we get the whole, you know, Foman saying, you can't be blamed for any of this. And he's like, yeah, because I wasn't there, which he wasn't. And I'm going to say this now, the 10 hours of labor or yeah, hard labor that they got. Fuck that. Absolutely. Fuck that. They should have got way more time. And I totally believe that to keep what Lagasa uh testified to to not add steam on top of that they definitely asked for a reduced sentence there's no way in hell that wasn't thrown out there like okay well we can go ahead and if we continue the narrative because the more people that step i mean i don't know if they really had that much leg to stand on but i could see because i mean come on man they was all afraid of a bullet everybody kept mentioning that fact and yet and yet nobody got shot so <laughs> i mean they wanted this trial they wanted the villains to be uh, postured out why didn't they give them life because that's what they deserved all of them and i can't think of any reason why the russian government at this point would just be lenient moscow march 1987 professor l is taken off the street by kgb to meet with what is his name i wrote it down somewhere chalkoff and it turns out he's already been to vienna he is hailed as a honest scientist in the paper but he lied at this conference and it's implied his health isn't doing well by charkov himself professor l's like what the fuck do you want <laughs> and he says that you did your duty and here are the spoils of your reward he is awarded hero of the soviet union he points out even i don't have this and despite the lies plus the promotion that he also gives him in the institute legasso just has to say i'm humbled he makes it clear he lied in vienna as a patriotic duty but he also expected at home for certain things to be changed and that part of the deal or the agreement with Charkov was that the other reactor changes would be implemented but they ain't even been discussed in its months later he then says that after the trial he will worry about the reactors because everyone needs first the story to be concluded we got the heroes now we need the villains everyone will accept this truth and then we'll deal with that problem liar liar whore liar whore you know it professor l gets home his hair is starting to fall out and he put that shit in the sink and i was like disgusting that is not where hair ever belongs i don't care if you got cancer put it in the trash sir but it also could be just an indication of his mental deteriorating state he gets a visit from Yulana, who's there to play the angel on his shoulder once again, not to scold for his choices to lie in Vienna, because despite what Sherberna, I keep saying their names all types of wrong, I'm sorry, but despite what <laughs> Boris says, she knows what the real world is, and yeah, I wouldn't have been, it's easy for me to make that choice, but I understand why you did what you did. However, there's this second chance called this trial, and it's not about convincing the world. It's about the scientific community, people like them that have been invited to witness, and he can convince them of the truth. We have him replying, one, they're going to give me a bullet. Now, I appreciated him being afraid of this, but if you were diagnosed with cancer and you already knew you had five years, I kind of, I mean, granted... Yeah, I guess I would not want to take a bullet or maybe I want, you know, I got things I still want to try to do on my bucket list. I understand that feeling too, you know, just because you are given a horrible prognosis or diagnosis or whatever. Because, you know, look at, look at um, Boris. He got a prognosis or is it diagnosis? I can't, I'm saying the wrong thing. Prognosis or diagnosis? 
um, of one year and he lived three additional. So I get it. I'm not saying, but it kind of in the moment of him watching his hair fall out and having that moment of putting it in the sink like that, it didn't coincide with him saying, oh, they can get a bullet. Like we know that can happen. And I felt like that was just a, a thing for the audience to just show the stakes, but it wasn't necessary. I think his, you know, other, they're just gonna bury the truth is, <laughs> you know, what he says. Additionally, Volkov, they, he got sacked. Um, he was buried. You never heard of him before. You found this report and they got rid of it. And have you heard from this guy again? That They're not going to allow even this committee that's been picked out. They're handpicked by the state itself. So why would they listen to him? And she says, it's because you have stature. You have that thing that can make people pay attention and I think in death he realized that or sometime around his death he realized that and it may have been why he planned out his suicide the way in which he did. I can't believe he didn't methodically plan it. He put the tapes there. He made sure to uh, kill himself at the exact time. He timed his watch. This was meant to get national attention. This was meant to cause the stir in which uh, he wanted it. And I do believe, you know, while he could have probably lived out another year or so this is how he wanted to die because it failed at this moment and she shows him of all the journals of the testimony of all the people that have died helping each other through this tragedy and he says well I've given my life too I went there knowing I would be exposing myself to a nuclear reactor and she says I'm sorry but that's not enough and I think that it's fair for her to push that because unfortunately like she said i would give myself but i would not be enough only you unfortunately would be or can be the person that does this i was really asking on the way on the drive to chernobyl why they got the jaws music playing it was like dun -dun 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 -dun. i was waiting for it to speed up <laughs> for a shark to jump up but the trial is held in the city of chernobyl which is very apropos Boris testifies first for um, status. They claim that they completed the work of the safety test a year ago when he's talking to them about the reactor, uh, that they first got it three years earlier and had faked the paperwork to be given these awards for saying they got things up and running as quickly as they did. And then the first three times they tried the test, they failed. And the fourth time the reactor exploded. We also noticed that Shabina is very sick looking. He keeps continuing to cough. And it definitely has uh, Lagasso's attention. Yolanda goes next with her testimony. And she says that competent management should have canceled the test. Which is where Victor comes along. But she also laments that there are two factors that led to the exact to the disaster the human and the science factor and she goes on to explain midnight there was a shift change which is a difference because you have less people during the night than you have during the day allowing someone like Adam Holy to come in and play this big bully um flash to Leonid my baby boy being teased in the locker room for being a boy saying you know sell him the scooter because he's just a little kid and then he is called to the control room by Akimov who is already there about the test that they've been given but my word when he says I don't know what that is no 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 this was the first of many expletives in this episode Right before the test, they look over the instructions. Sasha does even call someone because he's like, okay, I'm just look at these instructions with me. We can do this. You know, we have this big boss coming in and he's an asshole. Everybody clearly knows this and they can't look incompetent in front of this because this is what's going to happen whether they want to or not, whether they know it or not. Um... And he even calls a, I guess, a friend who did the test before, who tells him to follow the instructions uh, that are crossed out. And 
poorly and then he's just like why are they crossed out that makes no sense to me whatsoever so it's like common sense versus what you're being told to do and this is no wonder that they were not in denial they were full of guilt it was almost like we did everything and we should have just not and they knew something could go wrong and they kept going and they know in the process of everything they're going to be the ones to be blamed in the end and it's so sad i mean really watching this whole scene i was really shitting on akeem off in the first episode i'm like what is he doing but then leading up to everything oh I I like the fact that they gave us this secondary perspective of how events played out. Akimo tries to play the competent uh, role when uh, uh, Lazy A comes in and says, I hope everybody knows what the fuck they're doing. And he's like, yes, sir. Leonin's like, "Ah." and the one guy that actually admits trepidation, Lazy A throws a book at him and tells him to follow his lead. And he's like, I'm telling you, I think it's a bad idea to switch the turbine off while the reactor is still running. I was like, is that the intern who actually probably went to school? Because it's clear Lazy A could not have possibly. And then he tells that guy to shut the fuck up. Go suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a motherfucking dick. Suck a dick, suck a huge or small. I have never in my life been for mob violence, but the Lord would have seriously been testing me at least in this courtroom it turns out that no one has ever done this with the power taking it so low but they are at the mercy of a bully Leonid and Akimov decided to go ahead and do it but they are trying to take their time about it when she finishes her testimony she remarks that this 25 year old boy experience was only four months Next is Professor L. He explains the science of a reactor and understands how it is not understood by anyone, neither the people in the room or the people in the control room, how it could have possibly exploded, but he is there to break it down. Another flashback shows Akimov and Leonid are slowly, as I stated before, meticulously following protocol despite Atalif calling them grandmas and other people would have finished it by now. Yeah, you're used to the day shift, not the night shift. They don't know what they're doing. And to Lazy A's annoyance, he leaves saying, call me when this is done. They were at around 777, not even touching the rods. The reactor starts to drop dramatically to 500. Akimov immediately runs to Anatoly, remarks that he thinks it's poisoned. And Lazy A gets all up in his face about what he did and to get it back up. They disable the LAC and it drops dramatically once again to the 100s and then the single digits. And while they did absolutely nothing, Akimov takes the blame once Anatoly starts yelling once again. Then he tells them, well, it's over. We have to shut down the reactor and wait 24 hours before we can do the test again. But Lazy A insists on doing the test regardless and raising the power. But Akimov venomously declines. Lazy A then says, I have been here 25 years where you have not. Then threatens to impoverish him because basically saying, I'm going to make sure you never get a job ever again is impoverishing them i'm going to ruin your career if you disobey my command in the present uh, this man actually gonna claim that he was not in the room, that this actually did not occur because he was taking a shit on the toilet. He didn't say those exact words, but he sh- he could have, and it would have amounted to the same thing. Like he said that like it was better. Oh no 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 no! I was not in the room. I was actually in the toilet during a safety test that you're running. Then we get a 30-minute recess because Boris has to leave due to his excessive coughing that he has been doing. 
PL joins him outside and Boris tells him that the town was a mix of Jewish and Polish folks who had already had their fair share of historic tragedy. Now this, people thought it could not happen to them. That's what everyone believes until it does. Everybody, and I do mean everyone. And then he shows that he's got blood on his napkin and he's had a diagnosis of a year to live uh, and that he is mad because he thought he thinks he wasted it he wasted his entire life and that the night he called him i didn't even know that was him calling him on the phone that that day he called uh he called professor l that he really was unconcerned about it because he believed the kremlin and was told that it wasn't a big deal and figured it wasn't a big deal because he was put in charge of it and it's him admitting that he was that career politician he didn't have a whole bunch of you know weight to him he wasn't someone like oh they really believed it was what they had been told and he feels now that he's gotten to the end of his life he's just been inconsequential and only stood next to people that mattered patting pl on the back and man they really just killed me with the emotions in this scene when pl says you know any scientist could have done what i did and you see boris smiling a little bit because he knows how humble pl is but then he takes it a step further and he's like yeah um however what we needed when we needed you made that happen and that out of everyone idiotic fools that were there they chose you which is the one good man which is a blessing because you were the most important one of all and y'all I was crying (laughs) I was crying so hard and if I would have known this was their last moment they really just massacred me testimony resumes and i love love the look yolana gave when she came back i mean they they came back in you just knew something happened because she's looking at like professor l like you look like a change man what happened Mm? hold on (laughs) but i do believe this is the moment in which he decided i mean he's dying and now look boris is probably not even gonna make it a year he's like fuck this he resumes and says lazy a wants uh what lazy a wanted they had to do some crazy shit like withdraw 205 out of the 200 control 211 control rods and he's like it's like taking the brakes out of a car (laughs) and the metaphor just killed me out of 211 breaks, uh, six remain. The field has gone cold. The venom is poisoning. It's so strong they can only raise it to 200 megawatts. It's 1 a.m. Test is still minutes away, and it is all that they can get. Akimov tells Lazy A. Lazy A orders the test anyway. Although Akimov is like, this is not even going to produce any type of usable result. Well, I don't understand. And Akimov agrees. Um, not Akimov, but Leonid agrees, but they're ignored. Water goes in. He doesn't even allow a warning to the other crewmen because they're like, okay, well, the pipes, they might shake a little bit. Oh, no, don't worry about them. He keeps ordering things to solve problems that create more problems. <laughs> None of them have been told about this test, the other people in the building on the night shift. Leonid gets results from the computer recommending that the reactor be shut down. She gives it, or he gives it to Akimov, who gives it to Lazy A, who is like, of course he would say that. <laughs> Taking a test. And uh, you have Professor L explaining closing the valves is like a slingshot. The power is rising with nothing to stop it. At 123.40, 40, 
He mentions AZA-5 is a button for emergencies that will shut down the reactor. And he says, uh, while everything Lazy A did was deplorable, um, he pushed the reactor to the brink of absolute disaster. It was deplorable what he did in that room. And just as uh, he's getting to the good part and you got Lazy A encouraging him like, yeah, y'all know something. Y'all know something up. It's y'all covering for it. He, and by he, I mean my baby Boris, steps up and says, let him finish. And apparently he got highest rank up in that room because they let him finish. That judge said quarter journey. He's like, no, no, it's back on. And he says that there was a fatal flaw in the system of Aze 5 uh, yes Lazy A pushed the reactor to the brink of destruction but when they hit that button it was essentially uh, how you said it uh, better a detonator because when the rods were inserted by pressing that button the tips were made of graphite which excelled the reactivity and you have the one judge asking why like why would they have the graphite tips is what i'm guessing like why why was this a bad deal why <laughs> did this happen and i love his answer i didn't catch the last part but he said for the same reason we don't have proper fuel containers around uh cores as we should it's cheaper <laughs> he says that we don't have the the uh the exact number, but we have the number in which it stopped and it was 33,000 kilograms. I may have written that down wrong. Uh, and this is why the explosion was epic. Seeing how it went down, oh, like I said, that was just what I wanted to have seen in the first episode. And I didn't think we were gonna get there and my disappointment was already uh, pushed aside and buried and then getting it in this episode really made me happy because I just I like to visually contextualize scenes and getting that result building seeing that momentum build of how this completely went disastrously horribly wrong that amounted to possibly the death of millions of people and God knows whatever type of uh, you know what it did to the actual environment yeah it needs to kind of be given that center stage of dread and they did a wonderful job portraying that he admits that no one in the room knew that the button could act as a detonator because it was kept from them and admits that he lied in vienna contradicting his own uh testimony because of the kgb and the committee pressured him to do so but that there are still 12 reactors out there with the same fatal flaw one kilometer well, one 20 kilometers away, three still running at Chernobyl. He is told to tread carefully by blaming the state. And he says, I'm already on <laughs> unsafe ground. I've been on unsafe ground. I'm already done, sir. I already know it. I'm expecting a bullet for this. And he says that there is a debt to be paid, that all of our lies are a debt we owe to the truth, and it will be paid. And lies is how a nuclear R&B nuclear reactor exploded. Um, he is then taken from the room. Charkov comes in, strips him of his credentials after dragging his family. Tells him, I'm not going to shoot you because that would be embarrassing. We have Charkov asking, does Yulana and Sherbina know what you were doing? Do they know any of this information about the R&B K reactors and he says he acted alone and now you remember the the conversation in the car i like how this came full circle when he uh tarkov himself said you're getting good at this and he's like what line and then he tells him a lie that even he believes because he says you're the expert at lying am i lying to you you know if i am and he is able to protect his friends but he is forbidden from ever having contact with them again The 
these two friends were robbed of their company at the end and y'all can go fuck yourselves and he says what is the cost of lies and apparently that is it for my soul not to mention all the other people who died they say that they're going to make him out to be a dying obsessed man over what happened at chernobyl but due to his suicide and the circulation of the tapes um it could not be contained any longer so finally two years after they admitted the flaws of the rbk reactors of course the cover-up comes up after this um and it's definitely the death of the soviet union then we get the montage at the end i did not cover everything because i actually just was living in the moment so i'll see what i remember i know that there were other scientists that worked on the chernobyl project with with professor l i love seeing that the actual man himself in the footage but when they did not accept the the story being told they were denounced arrested and imprisoned for speaking out against the official report and yulana wasn't actually a real person but a collective of all those scientists that work with him boris died four years and four months exactly after chernobyl and that the trio of conspirators victor foman and Adatolov were each given 10 years hard labor with Foman able to go back to work at a power plant. What? What the fuck? That's like a doctor who has been convicted of killing his patients being able to practice again. What the actual hell is going? <laughs> okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Lazy A. Anatolev died from radiation illness in 1995. Very happy. <laughs> Valery Kodamik's body was never recovered. It is untuned forever under the nuclear reactor. The firefighters' clothing that they put in the hospital is still dangerously radioactive, radioactive to this day and remains in Pripyat. Um, what else did I have? Uh, Lulu um, had a son, lives in Kiev, though she did have multiple strokes. Uh, we have about the bridge. Now, I guess this was just another report that I read, and I'm just going to take what they said, that everyone on that bridge did indeed die. So it was called the Bridge of Death or something to that effect. Uh, that the, the section is still quarantined off. You can't live there. They did end up putting something over that cost billions of dollars on the plant. That after the suicide came out, that they did in fact put in the protocols to protect the reactors. And that is just about all the information that can pop out at me that I can recall. So I'm sure Shai has some in her feedback if I did not mention it. So speaking of, it's that time. So let's welcome Shy to the stage with her final thoughts on Chernobyl. Hey, Christina, I'm here to talk about the series finale of Chernobyl. This was a really good episode. It really had me engaged the whole time. I really like the fact that we finally got the true story of what happened prior to the explosion. I like the fact that we got a little bit of what life was like prior to hell, you know, hell breaking loose. And even though I knew it, it's one of those things where even though you know the ending, you know, just like Titanic, like we all know people are going to die. You know, the boat's going to, you know, all that <laughs> capsize, whatever. We all know what's going to happen you know, you still get to know the characters and you get invested in these characters. You get to, um, you like them and you somewhat cheer them on. 
almost forgetting what looms ahead at least it's like that for me you know it's like we know that um the professor commits suicide towards the end because they showed that already in the beginning but still as the story is playing out you almost wish that it was a different type of ending but it ended the way it was meant to end um it started out tragically and it ended tragically of course just like anything um this all revolved around greed arrogance you know um in this case Dietloff and the other two I mean they were talking about um promotions and moving up and um yeah so they pushed forward with something that was ill-advised that they shouldn't have done and then on top of that Dietloff when he goes to um do the test around midnight it just you, you just see the the absolute disregard for anything i mean it's all about his arrogance it's all about self-preservation it's all about you know how it makes him look and which they said you know towards the end um well, I mean, this is the Soviet way, you know, the lies, the cover up It's just it's just sad to see, you know, he's a typical, I guess you could say typical, the typical Russian attitude um, is to not accept what you don't want to accept. In this case, he's going to run that test come hell or high water, even though these what he you know considered men that are beneath him are actually letting him know facts they're telling him facts and he's disregarding their their facts you know for his arrogance oh how i've been doing this for 25 years who are you blah 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 and then yeah and then he has the audacity at the trial to tell me i wasn't in the room i'm like man <laughs> Oh, this guy. Oh, I I just I felt some type of way about this dude, man. Uh, I just I couldn't stand him. I really couldn't stand him. He just he just he just run me the wrong way from the very beginning until now. Same same same. I know you pointed this out before, but it bears repeating. The amount of smoking that went on. It's like chain smoking it's like they'll take they'll smoke a cigarette finish that cigarette and then start up another cigarette i mean from the looks of it these people were smoking what a pack a day it was ugh. i'm just all i can imagine was you know the, the smell of it and but those were the 80s those were the times you know people smoked like that in whatever situation wherever location it's just so, ugh, such a gross habit. Ilana wasn't playing around in this. She was determined for um, the professor to get up there and speak the truth. And yeah, he eventually did, which is good. And um, in a lot of ways, it, it, you know, he sacrificed a lot to bring the truth out. All I can think about you know, throughout the whole thing is just, you know, the BS, the level of incompetence that led to something that was so avoidable. This whole thing and that and that and of course, that's usually how it goes. And a lot of the times, a lot of these tragedies are so avoidable. But unfortunately, we have men that are in charge that shouldn't be in charge or you know pulling the strings that shouldn't be pulling the strings and then we get the results that we get of course a lot of this the trial was a whole bunch of science mumble jumble that i'm like i got some of it but a lot of that stuff i'm like okay i'm just going to listen and 
uh, whatever I can catch on to, I'll catch on to. And the most of it, I'm like, okay. I was impressed that um, Boris um, was able to articulate, you know, what happened. So he's come a long way um, from where he started out in regards to his knowledge and how he ended. So I was very impressed with his uh, testimony. Now we understand why the AZ5 button didn't work. So that I was glad that we got that explanation um, and why it was so shocking that, you know, everyone was when everyone said, you know, ask about them pushing the button and they say, yeah, we pushed it and it did the opposite of what it was supposed to do. We finally got the answer as to why it was like that. But I like that um I like that the professor did end up telling the truth and um getting yeah getting that truth out there because my attitude was what else you got to lose I mean you're already dying you've been exposed to this radiation I mean obviously no one wants to get shot up by the KGB but at the same time it's important especially when they're talking about that there's still reactors that are in, are on even after the whole incident with um, Chernobyl so I think yeah it was important that this truth gets out that the knowledge is passed on so that they don't have another disaster and you would think that they would want that you know since they're you know having such a hard time with egg and face with this situation can you imagine having another nuclear explosion so one would think that they would want to do and not to say that they want the whole world to know, but they would still want to internally know what happened so they can prevent it from happening again. But I guess that's just me having common sense. But, you know, they had a different um, ideals about what they wanted to be known and what they didn't want to be known. Want to bury their head, head in the sand in a lot of ways. And hey. Just like the death toll that they talked about, 31 deaths. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, just that night alone, I'm sure many people died. And so we're not even talking the aftermath with the firefighters, the volunteers. And just like they talked about, between four and 93,000 that to me makes more sense I mean there's no way I mean the domino effect that this explosion had is far reaching and 31 deaths is just not even that's like a slap in the face to all those that sacrificed themselves I was glad to see that um the Lulu character um at least your nickname for her that she ended up having a child and you know hopefully living a happy life after that you know horrific tragedy of losing her husband and daughter so that was a positive um positive conclusion because yeah everybody else not so much and then it was interesting finding out that Yulana was a made-up character that she represented um all the scientists that were by the professor's side as they tackled the whole Chernobyl um, situation. So that was very interesting. Um, did, I don't know if you mentioned that in the previous cop podcast, but yeah, I didn't know she was a made up character. Well, that's all I have for, well, for now. That's all I have. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's sad to hear that maybe <laughs> couldn't um, stick it out. It just wasn't for her. It wasn't meant to be. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You know, obviously the last episode was depressing as hell and I, um, definitely, uh, said that more than once. So, um, and I, yeah, I knew it was intended to be, but still, damn, that episode was, was, uh, was hard to take, but yeah, this one was good. I enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, yeah. Overall, the series was very entertaining, 
It's very uh, good lesson, history lesson that I got between the show and your podcast. And I will leave it at that. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. And that is Miss Shy with her feedback. I'm glad she enjoyed the history lesson. And you know what? Don't feel bad about Mimi. I knew from the minute, look, I know my girl. <laughs> I knew from the minute she sent in her first feedback and she was like, so these things happen. So let me tell you about this story that happened in my house. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, Mimi is not having it. Not even, well, once I got to the second episode, I knew she wasn't having it because the action had been stalled and it was like full on nothing but a history lesson. And she already warned me she thinks it's boring as fuck. I don't know how, but some people be like that. And, you know, it's a judgment-free zone and I get it. But I'm glad we both had the same feeling that... <laughs> We knew where it was going. We're like, we know he committed suicide, but goddamn, I was literally headcanning something completely else. And yes, you get caught up in the story and you're just like, oh, but I really wanted Boris and him to die in a nursing home. No, not a nursing home in like a country house, you know, just they deserve so much more. And yes, the Soviet Union did dissolve after this with Gorgovich going down, down, down. And it really is a shame. And I love the way you put it to the people that sacrificed their lives to be like, yeah, our death toll is 31. Fuck. Like, you could at least come out and say, yes, officially under the Soviet Union, that's now dissolved. So it's not even like you got to your current government got to sit there in the administration like that whole administration was trash i mean the one before it was trash and the one before it was trash but still goddamn <laughs> um really they had bursts just small bursts of greatness with Catherine the great but then we can go into the other shit that she would do but what i'm trying to say is that it's 2020 motherfuckers y'all need to take that 31 and shove it up somebody's ass and come out and say yes the official death toll was probably in the hundreds of thousands and we honor those sacrifices i mean how fucking rude do you gotta send your own people to their death and you ain't even calculating who the ah that is just that's that's dastardly that's some dastardly shit right there and also explains why a lot of people don't fuck with Russia. Like, eh. But then they like to pretend like America ain't got her own skeletons in the closet that are being aired all out up in the fucking world right now in mass. So as my man said, everything that is the truth will come to light eventually the truth will always be there it ain't going nowhere if you give it time it's still gonna be there and all the lies is just a debt you're gonna have to owe to the truth and something's gonna have to give eventually it might take four centuries it might take 40 years it's eventually going to get there and usually it ends in what tragedy and a lot of people dying and that sucks but that is the human nature of not even just people in charge who are incompetent it's people worse who are in charge that will disregard human life human condition uh, possibilities for ultimately as you said greed greed that's all that is is greed no other reasoning other than we need to make that dollar so that we can be powerful. Greedy is, of course, next to the thing is power. But that is the end of the series. We got a few more coming up, though, that's hitting the roster this week. We already started with Utopia. Tomorrow we will be premiering... Raised by Wolves on HBO Max, episode one. Can't wait for that. Then we'll get into episode two of Utopia on Saturday. 
as well as vicariously merlin i believe we're on episodes what four and five was it three and four last time or was it two and three no three and one and then two and three yes it's four and five right and then on sunday i should have actually pulled up the calendar before i started getting into all this because <laughs> i actually do not recall uh what i had on there but i have posted it on twitter so definitely check that out yep sunday we got doom patrol episode 8 of season 1 13 reasons why episode 12 of season 1 raised by wolves on tuesday episode 2 and then the walking dead their premiere uh, season 10 i should say finale will premiere on october 4th so i'll do a uh, walking dead season 10 wrap-up pod on the 7th utopia season or episode three on thursday friday the haunting of Bly manor lord jesus give me them i gotta go i gotta go purchase some more pearls because i broke the last ones and then we'll finish up the week next week with vicariously merlin episode six and seven as well as doom patrol episode nine so if you want to send feedback for any of those shows you can send it to blackrollcouch at gmail.com you can send that by written or by audio format my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe you can find black Girl couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify wherever else good podcasts can be found go to itunes rate and review until the next time peace hair grease black Girl magic <laughs>